I feel like we haven't appreciated this enough. This is the first playoffs since 1999 without either Brady or Manning. That is wild. I think I saw something about that a couple weeks ago and totally forgot. It makes sense because if you think about it, Brady was in most of those. But that still feels crazy to think about. That means this is probably the first playoff that either of us remember without either one of those two, which is crazy. Yeah, I don't remember any from when I was, I guess, three years old. No, I think the first one I remember was 2000 or 2001. That's absolutely crazy, man. There has been like some pretty good quarterback play in this one. Uh, Another fun fact, in the 10 playoff games so far, the winning quarterback hasn't thrown a pick. That's a big stat. Has the losing quarterback thrown a pick in every game? No, not in every one. Okay. Um, but like so that really there haven't been a ton of interceptions brock purdy honestly you know i love the guy but he tried he tried to throw some and still win yeah uh thankfully green bay's defense dropped him yeah we'll get into that later though uh, did it have anything to do with the wet ball maybe uh, well i'll we'll talk it, about we'll that later. later so this week we're mixing it up we're doing one or two episodes this week one episode earlier in the week and this one's just going to be reaction reaction to divisional round and then next week or the second half of the week is going to be a preview of championship weekend. And so on this episode, we're going to have the draft. We're going to do part B from last week and do the full defense draft. And then on the other side of it, next episode this week, we're going to do Iceman instead of a draft. Ooh, so Iceman's going to be on the next episode. Next episode, draft on this one. Mixing it up a little bit. But I think instead of burying the lead, the exciting game this weekend was the Chiefs-Bills. And so let's jump into that one first. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that. Um on the last pod, you know, hoping it would be similar to the last time they met in the playoffs. And you called it very, very similar. Dude, I hate the Chiefs. Hey, I'm starting to really hate them right now. I I honestly don't hate the Chiefs. Uh, I'll let you have that one. And it's funny because you like Taylor Swift, and that makes it even funnier that you hate the Chiefs. Uh, I don't hate it's the Chiefs, just, though. I respect, I respect grace, greatness. That was like growing up when Tom Brady was just dominating. I was a Dolphins fan, so it was, it was tough. But you almost just have to sit back and respect it. So, yes, but there's, that's different to me. You can respect it and still dislike it. And that's where I'm at with the Chiefs. Like, I, We're going to get all over Patrick Mahomes like everyone else, talking about how amazing he is, I'm sure, at some <laughs> point in this. But one, I'm getting tired of it. And two, this was the one game we got wrong. We should have we should have gone with the, the Chiefs. We knew better. We, but we both went Bills, and that was the one game we got we wrong. We did everything this entire season has pointed, or at least the end of the season has pointed towards Buffalo um, making a run, probably beating the Chiefs, who the end of the season did not play well. Uh, but yeah, it's it's hard to count out Patrick Mahomes. It really is. And that... So we made our picks last Tuesday, I think. Mm-hmm. And then later in the week, realized Bill's linebackers are going to be just decimated going into the game. And then when I saw that Kadarius Tony was out, I was like, uh-oh. Now I'm really nervous about not picking the Chiefs. The Trojan horse is gone. Right. Yeah. You know, I think the deciding factor, actually, you know, we talked on the last episode about how you drafted Travis Kelsey in the fantasy draft, and then he had a not a great You had to year, bring this up again. Right? Oh, yeah. it's It's going somewhere. So you drafted Travis Kelsey, and he did not have a great year. The second he gets back on my team when I drafted him this week, he scores two touchdowns in the playoffs. Best game of the season. That's what I get for trying to sabotage you. So I I think it was just the curse of not being on my team. I think he's back, and that's dangerous. (laughs) 
I know you love that, man. Uh, Dude, he was Sorry, bad. that might be the last time I rub it in for now. No, it's definitely not going to be. We all know that. <laughs> but there's, but he played really well. And I think that, one, there's like playoff level that comes out of that. I also think that part of that is, no, a good bit of that is definitely the Bills linebackers. Like matchups were very favorable for Kelsey to do well in this game. Yeah, I think that probably has a lot to do with it as well. Um, either way, he showed out. And did you see where uh, he and Patrick Mahomes now hold the record for the duo with quarterback receiver duo of most touchdowns in the playoffs? That's crazy. I did. Wasn't wasn't it like uh, eighteen? I believe eighteen. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't. I'm gonna save the playoff Pat stuff because I got some some more fun facts with that one. But be- so before we get into that side of it, I feel so bad for Buffalo. They just. Chiefs are their nemesis. And the way that it happened. And they're cursed. They are. The way that it happened is is really tough. The wide right, again. Deja vu from 91. Yeah. I mean, that was in the Super Bowl, so it was a little more little more harsh. But this felt really tough. Felt really bad for Bass there. Yeah, I did too. I don't know if you saw this. I saw a video of a Chiefs fan that put up a fan right before it. and <laughs> blowing wide right. Yeah, I saw that. It was all on him. Hilarious. He did a great job there. Yeah, I mean, he did it. I mean, we're not superstitious, but we're a little stitches on A little this. bit stitches. What do you think about Josh Allen, though? I thought he played a good game overall, man. He just, just It seems like he can't get over that hump of the Chiefs. They're just his kryptonite right now. Dude, that's true. But I don't know. I don't love the narrative of it just being like, Josh Allen can't beat them. Like He... He missed a few plays, but all in all, I felt like Patrick Mahomes beat the Bills' defense. The game wasn't on, yeah, the game wasn't completely on Josh Allen. That's for sure. Like he's played lights out in every single game against the Chiefs. So yeah, he hasn't won, but he still played very good games. He did play a very good game. Um, there were a couple instances there, like he almost gave it away with the fumble. That who knows how the Dude, Chiefs didn't Kincaid. Yeah, yeah. I was saying if they won that game, even if not, Kincaid deserves a game ball for that one coming yeah, in. Yeah, I don't know how the Chiefs managed to not seal the game up right there. That was that was crazy. But other than that, he protected the ball well, didn't throw any interceptions. He ran all over them. Yeah, I definitely don't think it was on him. A few decisions by the coaching staff, for sure. Mm-hmm. Also, the deep ball. That was the other thing. Like He threw three very good-looking deep balls. Mm-hmm. Diggs definitely should have caught it. Yep. Side note on that. I had a parlay that was plus 4,597. It was 17 legs. And if Diggs had caught that, or if Josh Allen had just checked down to him later, I would have won that. I got 15 out of 17 legs and needed Diggs to get one more reception and a few more yards. Oof. I'm not mad. 17 legs for that Josh Allen, number 17. I thought it was meant to be, but it's not. It's tough. That's pretty sweet to hit 15, though. I felt pretty good about it. It's kind of wild. Plus 4,500 basically 4600 how much you what do you have won i only put like ten dollars on it so 550 still pretty good on 10 bucks a no sweat parlay so i didn't lose nothing because i'm betting it again let's go and i'll lose it next week let's go but the other side of it the chiefs in this game look the closest to the old chiefs that we've seen all year and it's so frustrating this team has been so bad most of the season and you just knew it was going to happen at some point. I actually didn't see it coming, to be honest. That's why we picked the Bills. I didn't see them returning back to their old ways. Their receivers caught the ball, didn't seem to have any problem with drops. Um, they really did look like the old Chiefs. I guess because even in, towards the end of the season, Patrick Mahomes wasn't playing that bad. Like he had interceptions off of receivers' hands. And so there was, it was, at least for me, it was that weird balance of it's Patrick Mahomes, though. Are you really going to bet, like, 
count him out, bet against right. him. And then on the other side of it, though, it was like, but not really going against him. It's just like someone has to catch his passes. And right now, it doesn't look like anyone is. Right. They weren't passing the eye test there at all, um, but they certainly pulled it together there. It definitely helped having Jason Kelsey there. Oh, yeah. The man was a vibe there. Brought the energy, shirtless energy. It was cold Just there, too. in Tim's sweats and shirtless. Yeah, the sweats are, are a big vibe after retiring. Straight to the gray sweatpants. Dude, you got to embrace fandom like that. And he was wearing Tim's. It. Sweatpants and Tim's. Dude, jumping out of the box, landing on ice in the Tim's, stuck it. Yeah. I love Justin Kelsey. By far the best thing about what was the Eagles. Now, now I can like him even more. Oh, yeah. Seems like a good dude. Hate that he's retiring. Maybe he's not. Maybe he, he, he's wearing a Chiefs uh, beanie. Maybe he just wants to play with his brother. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. He uh they had the Taylor Swift boost early in the season, right? And then the Jason Kelsey one though took it to next level. Oh yeah. Just throwing that out. They got there. a lot of uh a lot of power on their side there with that. Watch out, watch out, Ravens. We were propping up the Chiefs receivers, but <laughs> they also did try to sabotage it. Like the McCall Hardman fumble. Oh man. I I I feel bad before we talk about the fumble itself. That man was his stat line was one carry minus one yards two fumbles one catch two yards that was actually a really good run he had i like yeah. the play design good run he just did too much by sticking the ball out there and you cannot have that there that would have pretty much not sealed the game but it would have made it a two-score game but with, basically yeah like the bills would have had to have a crazy comeback um that's tough and what led up to that was the fake punt Ooh, which yep. You thought it was destined. That honestly, we should have known at that point when they hand it to or when Demar Hamlin gets it, and he doesn't get the first down on it. That feels like destiny. When that doesn't work, we should have known the Bills had no right. Shot. Who decided? Let's give the ball to Demar Hamlin, who's had very limited um, action all year on maybe the most pivotal play of their season. Um, I don't know. Destiny. I almost felt like a PR stunt, to be honest. But that's. Not saying it was, yeah. but yeah, giving it to somebody who's had very limited, I don't, he hasn't had a touch all year. He doesn't play offense, but um, very limited action all year on the most pivotal play probably of your entire season. And in the situation they did it in, uh, I don't think with, they kind of had a stacked box on the, um, on the punt return yeah, set up and they still ran that play that you got to, you got to audible out of that. But that is what set up. The fumble into the end zone, uh, where the Chiefs could have put it away. How do you feel about that rule, though? Just across all the games, I actually love it. You like that? I love it. Everything, and people have said this, but everything is geared towards offense. Mm -hmm. Every single rule change in the last twenty years is geared to like a higher scoring, more offensive game. Right. And this is like the one thing defense has. Plus, if you think about it, yes, there's always like if it goes out the corner and it goes to the side, but if say that it's at like the 40 yard line, right? Yeah. And you fumble the ball back. That's fumbling it more towards the defense. You know what I mean? Like if if it's not out of bounds, if it's going like straight back, right? most of the time that's more towards the defense. So it kind of makes sense that if it fumbles straight out of the back of the end zone, that should lean more towards the defense recovery. Mm, this also went out the side of the end zone though. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like this, that's the, the, the flip side of this is when it goes outside. That's the same as if it goes out of the side on the 40 yard line. Yeah. I get what you're saying, but I don't know. I feel like it's kind of, especially to give the other team the ball on the 20, 
Like maybe if you give it to him on the one or something, but you're giving him a full touchback on that. Ooh, that could be interesting. Yeah, like I, I feel like that would be that okay. could be interesting. Um, but yeah, touchback. That's that's pretty harsh. So or what if? Uh, <laughs> would you rather they get the ball? Defense gets the ball on the one yard line, or offense gets the ball on the opposite twenty. So it's like a kickoff touchback. Ooh. Not even a kickoff because that's twenty five now. I think I'd rather the other team get the ball on the one yard line. Yeah, I would too. But it would be kind of funny if they get it like eighty yards away. Yeah, I mean, you keep possession. That'd be you know preferable. You keep possession, offense. but it's an eighty-yard penalty. <laughs> eighty-yard penalty, or you could just do a straight up like rugby scrum for the ball, kind of like a jump ball in basketball. Mm. Nobody's possession. You got to fight for it, or a jump ball. You throw it up. It's like dodgeball. You put both teams on the goal line and you set it on the 50-yard line and everyone has to run to it. <laughs> run to it and get it? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, but it's it's the only the people that were on the field. Right. Yeah, not the entire teams. <laughs> yeah, you can't just bring like Tyreek Hill on if you're on defense. Right. I don't know. Yeah, you fight for it Good in the middle top. of the field. You yeah. can't advance forward. It's just to see who gets the ball. Yep. I like it. Kind of like something like that. Yeah. But apparently they're having talks about changing that rule, which again, I, I love it. Also, you're an offensive player. I was a defensive player, so it makes sense where we stand on that. I just feel like it's very harsh. Like you go from, I mean, and I guess, yeah, I I think it's harsh because if you fumble there and the defense recovers, I guess if they recover in the end zone, they get a touchback. If they recover on the one yard line, you know, it's on the one yard line. But then also it's like, think about it. If you're a ball carrier coming up to the goal line, all you have to do is just reach it out and barely cross. Yeah, that that's like everything. That's what I'm saying. It's everything's geared towards offense. And so you put the ball in jeopardy because you know, if you just barely touch it, you're good. Right. It's like the risk reward of doing that. And if they're if you got the ball in the five, for instance, which that would be a dumb one. But like say if you get the ball where you go out, then you're always gonna reach for it. Yeah, that that is true. I feel like they mostly reach for it anyway. Yeah, it just needs a little penalty. Yeah. In my I, opinion. I, I think the big thing with me is giving the giving the ball on the twenty. You're okay with it going to the defense, it's just on the twenty. Yeah, just on the just that it's on the twenty. That feels like a huge swing there. I mean, which it is a it is a huge swing, but I feel like they should get it maybe closer to the goal line. I get behind that. I don't hate that one that much. Yeah. yeah look at us solving the world's problems. Uh, other one, I guess other somewhat controversy in this game was the late PI call. Ooh, that one rubbed me super wrong. So I didn't have a dog in the fight in this game. I was kind of mm-hmm. pulling for the Chiefs in a way, but I also, I yeah, I really didn't care. And after that play... It was about two seconds after the play ends. You see a flag just flying in the background. And I was like, oh, man, it, are they really doing this right now? Like, it just felt like they saw the situation, that it was a third down, and they were like, oh, Chiefs got to get this one and toss the flag in. I just don't like how late it came. So I get that. I think I'm a little bit on the other side of this, though, which – so I've been harsh on the refs all year. I thought they have been pretty good in the playoffs. Like this, backing up a step, they've been letting people play for the most part. Uh, they've not been calling too much. They've been making pretty good calls. And then the other piece is, I feel like they've been taking a little bit more time to get it right. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was more of that than, oh, it's the Chiefs. Let's give it to them. It was, okay, this is a big third down. This is costly either way. Let's see. Like, And uh, maybe you could have thrown it earlier, but I love that they had a discussion afterwards for probably a minute at least, just talking about it making sure that it was in like the certain yardage ball was in the air, different stuff like that. Right. I do. I love the discussion on it. I think just the whole deal with, you know, the chiefs kind of having 
luck with the refs, it seems like, and then that happens after the play. I just felt yeah, it felt a little. Uh, I'm not a big like conspiracy theorist when it comes to this kind of stuff, but yeah, we're gonna turn. It was on. like seconds after the play, and you see a flag come in, and you're like, dude. You're joking right now. That's fair. I think that on my side, though, that's outweighed by the positive of how long it took them to just talk about it for a second. Yeah, they did. Do you know that. what I mean? Like, that was good. That to me, I just wish, honestly, I wish that people could throw the flag the second they see it, they get together, they talk about it, they get another opinion from someone else on the different side of the play, right. then decide if it's a call or not. It's, just, it's almost like a warning flag. It's like, here's this. Are we going to call it or not? I agree. I like that. That could be cool. I feel like they should probably also use replay a little more. I know well, yes. we don't need any more breaks <laughs> during the game, but uh, sometimes I feel like you'd be super beneficial for refs, maybe like twice a game or something. Or like what I've been saying all year. It's just like, what if you have someone on the crew that's just essentially watching a broadcast of it? They have all the other replay stuff that they have and they just talk about it with them. He's like, hey, you need to look about this. Or I saw this. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't need to be an official review yeah. like it was. Use you a little Terry, like the guy that's on the, yeah, the guy that's on the broadcast uh, most of the time, Terry, just throw him on there. Yeah, it's just like, why not use another angle or or slow it down for a second? Like, obviously, I'm not saying you should overanalyze everything and be like, was that a PI? Was it not? But just use a little bit of technology. Yeah, like when a ref calls a penalty, you know, quick, very quick expedited review. Uh, I think that mm -hmm. would do a lot. We have all this technology. I feel like we just use it incorrectly a lot of times. For sure. All in all, I do think that they're doing much better this playoffs than they have all season because the season was possibly an all-time level. Yeah, season was now, Do you think that was a penalty, though? I do. I actually do. I mean, I don't love it. Yeah. Honestly, it could have gone either way because they were calling... Or actually, they were leaving a lot of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They were letting it play, and so... I agree. I think it could have gone either way. I'm not mad about the penalty. I just think that it's just a two. It was just like the weight on it just kind of rubbed me wrong. And against the Chiefs, like yeah, honestly, and I was pulling for the Chiefs, it. and I still was like, I don't know about that. It's wild. You were pulling for the Chiefs. Well, okay, playoff Pat. He has made the AFC Championship in every single one of his six full years as a starter, not counting that first year, which not counting that one. That's so like every year, he's a full starter, made the AFC Championship. He's now past Brady for the most playoff wins before the age of 30 with 13. Mm. And I think he's 28. So he's got, he's got the rest of this year and all of next year to add Jeez. to it. He is 13 and three overall in the playoffs. He has 4,561 passing yards in his 16 career post games, uh, postseason games. And that would be the third most in the league in 2023, like throughout the whole season. And both quarterbacks that had more did it in their 17th game instead of 16. He's 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions, a 66.8 completion percentage, and 106.7 passer rating. My gosh, dude. And that was his first road playoff game. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that might have even helped him. He's such a competitor just getting fueled by it. I think it did. He kind of was talking about that after the game. He was like, yeah, we heard all week how we couldn't do it, how we were going on the road. And he just seemed like he wanted to compete. Crazy, man. It's, it's crazy. It's also crazy that this is his first road playoff game. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. That's infuriating, honestly. It is. Again, I respect them. It's honestly, it's a perfect comparison is with Brady for the entire time. And granted, I've grown to respect Brady way more in the last 10 years than I did growing up because it just, it was more of the distaste, the sports hate, mm -hmm. if you the will. The disdain. The disdain. The Chiefs, I don't disdain as much as the Patriots, but 
I don't like them, but I, I mean, you got to respect them. Yeah, you do. It's, it's crazy the run they've been able to put together. I didn't think we would see another player um, do what Brady did. Patrick Mahomes is well on his way to, to making a, a similar case. Which means in 10, 15 years, we're still going to probably have to worry about Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Oh, that's, not, that's not a good thing to think mm. about. No, it's not. Not as anyone who likes an AFC team. Right. Last thing I'll say before we move on to the next game. I don't know if you saw this. A graphic popped up mid-game. At that point, since 2020, the Bills and the Chiefs, the series was tied 3-3, three to three, and they had, they had a combined score in the six games of 179 to 179, including tonight up to that point. That's kind of wild. Jeez. And so that was before the game or mid-game? That was mid-game. So... Uh, obviously now it's four to three chiefs, but I think the score, I don't remember what it was. It was like 10 to three or something like that. Mm -hmm. I can't remember, but it was 179 to 179 at that point. Yeah. Their games are so entertaining every time they play must see TV. And this one, we thought defense was going to play more of a part in this one. Again, I think a lot of that's because of injuries, but I think, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen just step it up a level. Yeah, man. And that's going to be a matchup for years to come, I'm sure. I really hope the Bills can get past them at some point and win a Super Bowl. Um, I know that sounds crazy coming from a Dolphins fan. I hope the Dolphins win it before the Bills. But I do. I would like to see <laughs> right. Josh Allen get a Super Bowl at some point. I really like him to as a To break player. the curse. Yeah. I do too. Feel for all Bills fans. I am not a Bills fan, but I was pulling for them. I like the Bills in the terms... Like, I've got three columns, if you will, of teams in the NFL. Like, preferred teams neutral and then teams I don't like they're like the preferred team I guess like if they're not playing the Niners or someone like that I'm gonna pull for them but anyway Bills fans if you need someone reach out send a message we're here for you we feel bad for you well uh, our thoughts and prayers are with you there's gonna be a brighter day at some point we're with you I'm with you at home watching my team not play so Joe's still got one for now Lions on the way for now for <laughs> Sheesh, I hate that, I hate that. All right, well, speaking of, next game, Lions-Bucks. Yeah, good game. Uh, better game than I thought it was going to be. So going into this game, because Goff and Baker had both won a playoff game, they had joined a list of, let's see, 12 other quarterbacks that had won a playoff game with two different teams. All time. All time. Well, since in the like, modern era of football, so since the Super Bowl has been created. And on that list, you, of course, have Brady, Manning, Favre, Kurt Warner, Joe Montana. And last year, the Panthers had Baker Mayfield lining up at defensive tackle. We always got to keep bringing that up. I'm going to keep bringing it up. Fire David Tepper. Sell the team. Fire him. Sell the team. Fire yourself. Fire yourself. (laughs) Every good leader needs to know when to fall on the sword. You got to. You're not a good leader, but you still need to fall on the sword. Sell the team. Sell the team, brother. Brother. Uh, but anyway, Lions go to the NFC Championship for the first time in 33 years. Dude, I am pumped. I'm going to go to Starbucks, get two venti coffees with three shots of espresso apiece to mimic Dan Campbell and a thousand probably milligrams. Die. But you're going to do it for Dan. I'm going to do a it thousand for Dan. milligrams for Dan. I'm actually Dan. not going to do that. I would definitely pass out. But Joe could probably do it. Joe can put down some coffee. I've been trying to, to wean off of it a little bit, but I probably could have. Probably still could. I think you could. You got it. Built the top. You should do it. Up. Make a video. Get enough likes on this. Comment. Yep. Follow. We'll throw a heart rate monitor on Joe for a few hours and see how crazy his heart spikes. I'll check insurance right before I do this, but I'm in. Heck yeah. All of yous. But Baker, not on scout team D-line, played pretty good. 349 yards, three touchdowns. He did have the two picks. The last one at the end, 
he telegraphed he'd been showing that on film mm -hmm. all week. I hate that last one at the end, but he did play a really good game other than that. Yeah, and then Mike Evans had 147 yards and had more drops. Like, he could have easily had more. Yeah, that's super surprising. He usually has sure hands. Uh, this weekend, last week, he had some drops, but still 147 yards. He played a good game overall, obviously. It was a good game. What do you think, though, about the decision going for two? We're seeing it more and more. When you're down by 14, mm. the thought is going for two twice instead of kicking two extra points. Yeah, I don't necessarily love that. I'm usually go like a go-win-the-game type guy. I think I would rather do it on the second one, though. Um, on the first one, seems like you're putting yourself in an unnecessary hole if you don't get it. So the thought with it is that you're going to go for two both times. Or uh, like, so you're giving yourself two times. So if you're like a 50% chance of getting it, you go for it the first time. If you get it, you kick an extra point and win. If you don't get it, you get to go for it again to still tie it up. I mean, if you're a true 50% and it is going to replicate over and over 50%, that makes sense. But we all know that's not how it actually works. Like, I, Well, so that's where... Yeah, I feel like if you're going for two to win the game, it's much different than going for two to tie the game at the end. That's probably fair. I think that it also makes a big difference. Well, okay. The the difference in extra points once they changed it a couple mm -hmm. years ago, that also plays into it. They're not automatic anymore. Right. Yeah, I think that that's a good point. That makes a, a big difference there. I still, I think I would rather go for it on the second, the second one. Instead of doing both of them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it depends on the type of team. Like, to me, if it was the Lions doing it, I would say go for it both times. I feel great with them going for two. Like, they got a lot of packages. They got a lot of plays. They got a lot of players that can step up there. Yeah. I, I don't know if... Maybe I'm wrong, but it just doesn't feel like the Bucks are quite that same team there. Mm, yeah, I, I agree. They were playing a really good... Or a pretty decent offensive game, though, so... I, don't know, I think they had options. I I still just don't like the overall decision. I feel like it puts you in an unnecessary hole if you don't get it. Um, we did see it earlier in the year, though, with the Titans doing it against the Dolphins, and that worked out. Mm -hmm. um, eh. Again, I, I don't personally love it, but I it can work. You're not a math guy with it. Not going by the numbers. Analytics. It, man. I, I think you make that decision on the second one because I feel like you know, then you can actually see, you know, how much time you have left in the game, other game scenarios. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. That's fair. That's fair. I think it definitely changes. I feel like, yeah, if you miss the first one, again, it just puts you in an unnecessary hole. That it's it's a little tougher to claw back from. I think I like it, but it depends on the team. That's fair. I think that's my official stance on nice. it. But you were saying the Bucks were doing great on offense. They were. The Lions were getting so many free blitzes mm -hmm. on on Baker. Like I don't know what was happening coverage wise. I don't know either. Uh, he did, he did pretty well managing that though, for the most part. For the most part, but there were a couple that killed their drive. Yeah, there were. Yeah, that probably should have been a sack if they'd reviewed it. His calf was just down, but. That was good on him getting the ball out like that. Yeah. Gibbs played played great. He the the rookie with fresh legs looking fast. Nine carries, 74 yards, a touchdown, four receptions, 40 more yards. He looked real good. Nice. Man. Quick. That DeAndre Swift trade Quick. now makes a, a lot of sense. I love it. Yeah. I love looking at different draft grades 
when people are like, oh, that's stupid. You're reaching for this here. You should go get a quarterback that's going to bust instead of a receiver. <laughs> or or you get a quarterback like Russell Wilson. They talked about how that was one of the worst draft classes ever. Right. And, and when a team is like, no, nah, we know what we need. We're going to go get it. Then it pans out. Yeah, I think we'll see that a lot more with running backs coming up, just especially they typically don't have as long of a shelf life, it seems like. Because um, mm-hmm. you can get a similar guy who does similar things for a fraction of the price, and you don't have to sign him to a long-term deal yet. I think I think I we've seen it. yeah with this with Gibbs it, it can work out and honestly they misused Bijan but the same with Atlanta like it could have been ah uh, yeah they criminally misused Bijan but like you're getting fresh legs I feel like there's a lot of upside with with drafting a good young running back oh yeah I like it oh I forgot we we're talking about going for two the one thing that did make me mad about this though is I had predicted the score was going to be thirty one to twenty four no yes. Yeah. And it was, and it was 31, 31 23. 23. Right. Yeah. Because they went for So that that's what made me mad. I got receipts on that too. On Joe it. texted me, um, I think first quarter maybe, and told me. Yeah. So would have been big, but yeah, you said you liked that decision earlier, but if you think about it. it I really don't like yeah, it. Yeah, if you think about it, you really don't. My brain would have looked real big. Would have. Uh, speaking of not really looking like a big brain. Or not. I don't know. What did you think about at the end? Obviously, it's being talked about now of the Lions. They snap it fast on the last knee. So they snap it with the game clock at 38 seconds. The play clock was, I think, at like 16, 17 seconds at this point. And then the Bucks don't use their final timeout. Maybe they're just thinking the game's over and they're not paying attention. But looking back, definitely should have called the timeout there. Yeah, I think Todd Bowles said that they were just going to kick a field goal and go up by 11. I mean, maybe, you know. No, nothing's guaranteed though it's a playoff game i feel like you got to shoot your shot at some point Yeah, if you have any time on the clock the left, you got to use it i think yeah like maybe if it's a regular season game you don't do that but here i said go for it yeah crazy that crazy things have happened in the playoffs um you got to use it there dan campbell would have called a timeout dan campbell would have definitely called a timeout there dude is gutsy man i'm super excited to see dan campbell take the lions to the to the nfc championship game how are you feel about that, Ninja? Well, we will save that for next episode. All right. Give you a I'm little more defer, time to think about defer it. defer my thoughts. Yeah. But we will go ahead and talk about the Niners. So main headline coming from this game is the Shanahan curse is broken. They were 0-31, or he was 0-31 when trailing by 5-plus going in the fourth quarter. And the Niners did it. They came back, won 24-21. Purdy did not look good most of this game. Mm-hmm. Looked bad. Well, obviously, we're going to talk about the rain, all of that stuff. But he did step up big when it mattered most. And to me, that's big. That was big. He did put it put together a very important drive at the end there. Which coincidentally was not raining as hard during it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to throw in the rain. So I have actually been looking a good bit into all of this. And uh his so one of the things is his hand size. I think it's nine and a quarter, which is the same as Patrick Mahomes, though. So mm. there's not that excuse. But one of the things that I saw that was most compelling to me is arm strength with it too. So Brock Purdy throws with more arc and things like that because he doesn't have quite the arm strength of Patrick Mahomes or someone else there. And I think when you're throwing that way in the rain with also smaller hands, that's different than if you know you're getting like a flatter pass on mm, it. Because the raindrops are beating down on the ball, right? That's why. Exactly. Yeah, you get extra weight. I got but you know you. what I mean? Like the way that it's coming off your hand. Yeah. A little harder to put touch on the ball when it's wet. 
Pause. Pause. <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah, but yeah, Purdy did put it together at the end there, so that was that was good to see. I was pretty worried about uh, the Niners there for a minute. I was pretty worried about you, Joe, there for a while. Well, yes, because I narrowly escaped the first round exit again after the Braves season. That would have been crushing to my soul if that had happened. Yeah, especially with two just great seasons between the Braves and the Niners and then getting to the playoffs, first round exit for both of them. That would be tough for you. So for your sake, I'm glad that the Niners... It's, it's always the high. hope that kills. South Carolina fans would know. The hope for South Carolina, though, is next year. It's always next year. And that's what that's what kills, always next year. What I will say, though, when you're saying it was looking rough, when Debo went down and it was in the rain, I instantly went back to to Cleveland, the Cincinnati, like all that stretch. Mm-hmm. And I got nervous. I did the same thing in my mind because that Purdy was looking like he did in those games. No Debo. Um, it took him a full four quarters to really turn that around. Exactly. Coming out of this game, it makes me feel better that when things weren't going well, they found a way to win, especially in the playoffs. Like in a weird way, that makes me more confident than if they had just come in and rolled the Packers. Yeah, I can see that for sure. I think breaking that curse for uh, Shanahan is real important. I think seeing Purdy turn around at the end of the game is super important. Um, they use their pieces really well. Brandon Ayuk came up with some mm-hmm. clutch catches there. Um, McCaffrey also took the game into his hands there at the end. I think that was good to see, just them winning a different way. Right, exactly. It's like, uh, take Ayuk and Purdy. Both of them honestly didn't have a great game. And then on the last drive, they step it up. That's huge. We know that the Niners can roll teams. Like when they're playing well, we know that. But we didn't know, could they come from behind? Obviously, the Shanahan curse. Could Purdy step up if he was having a rough game and got thrown off his rhythm? All of these other things were question marks. And so in a weird way, I think it gives more confidence. However, I'm still nervous about Debo. Obviously, we'll talk more about it going into the preview. Classmate, got to stick up for our guy. But more than that, obviously, I hope he feels better. But they were saying that Going into next week, again, we'll get into this in the preview in the second episode this week, but he's supposed to be, I think, 50-50 right now. So even if he does play, though, I think something, I don't know if it's AC, but something in his shoulder, probably not going to be 100%. And then do you, I don't know, like that's a little bit nerve-wracking, but you at least get a week to prep with it. Yeah, that's tough because Debo is a such a tough runner. Um, part of not being able to bring him down is him just lowering his shoulder on you. That that's gonna hurt one way or the other, um, right? You know what I mean. Like even if the fifty fifty is he's playing, he's still not gonna be the Debo that he's been. And then how does that affect him? Where other players just being a little hurt doesn't change him that much. Debo, it's like a running back with their shoulder hurt. Right. Debo's a tough guy though. I think he can, if he gets on the field, he's gonna play through it, make some big plays for sure. I'm I'm with you on that. But having him on the field is definitely a threat. So hopefully he does play. And he's my classmate, my former classmate. Go Cox. You know? Did you ever actually have a class Go with Go Cox. Him? No. I, I saw him on campus, though, you know? You graduated together. Did he graduate? <laughs> and and he just had a birthday. He just had a birthday, and then he get, has to get hurt. That sucks. That does suck. Getting hurt on your birthday? Yeah. What's that like? Birth week? That's yeah, not cool. It's like when it's sunny outside and it's raining. Ooh, the devil beating his wife or whatever they say. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> it's one of those weird That is what they say, isn't it? That is what people say a lot of stuff though. Getting hurt on your birthday is like the devil beating his wife. Is that what you're saying? Something like that. But speaking of people saying wild stuff, uh, back to Purdy for just a second, and I won't make it too long of a rant. But Ryan Clark was talking about how he was excited about how this game he has to stop 
he he is now allowed to stop talking about Purdy being in the same category as Patrick Mahomes, and everyone's just talking about how clearly there's a big gap between Purdy and everyone else now. And Richard Sherman came in with this tweet or X. I don't know what to say it now. I think we still yeah, say I mean, tweet. One of these X's. Yeah, one of my X's? It came in with an X. That just it doesn't roll off the tongue well. It's it's stupid. I don't like it. But so Richard Sherman said, I don't get how we hold a second year quarterback who has gone to the NFC championship in both of his first two years gets held to the standard of all the elite quarterbacks, but none of the credit when he plays elite three and one record in the playoffs and hasn't lost a playoff game in which he started and finished. Just don't know. And it's talking about Ryan Clark at that point, which is such a good point. It's like, he's a second year quarterback that was drafted last overall. No one expected anything from him. He's put up crazy numbers. He's played elite, and then when he play is playing elite, there's always excuses for him. And when he doesn't, he's like, ah, look, he's not a Patrick Mahomes or whatever. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Not a Niners fan, but I feel like you got to put some respect on Purdy's name. Uh, they act like you can just throw anybody in there. We saw that with Trey Lance. It doesn't work. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't work like it does with Purdy. So, um, again, he gets all the hate, none of the praise. That's got to stop at some point. He didn't play a great game, but he did play a good game when it mattered if Mahomes would have done that you'll be talking about how much of a game changer he is at the end you know he's still bringing it together at the end um and it, it's just the narrative change between just the where they're drafted and um whether they go undrafted amateurs um it makes Ooh. a big it makes a big difference and it's it's kind of crazy we've talked about it but talk about it again because it's fun Trevor Lawrence he throws four picks in the first half against the Chargers right then comes back four touchdowns in the second half. They win. Oh my goodness, he's so resilient, so amazing. I wish Brock Purdy had the same exact game, and I would love to see what people would say about that because it would be totally different. And you could just compare the tape back to back between them. Right. But you're exactly right. I think so much of it is the draft bias. I also think, there's a new theory I'm working with, but people just don't like to be wrong. We know that. People don't like to admit they're wrong. Right. We know that too. And in this playoffs, everyone's like a first rounder. Or at least going into this week, all of them were first rounders, and then you got Brock Purdy, and so you're like admitting you're wrong about Brock Purdy if you didn't think, you know what I mean? And yeah, so, yeah. They people don't want to say that you know they missed out on the steal of the draft or something like that uh, with Brock Purdy. Or you said all along it's like, oh, well, Brock Purdy's a Cinderella story. It's just like the Jeremy Lin stuff, blah blah blah. Right. And then he goes off. And then you're wrong if you ever switch your opinion, and people don't want to do that. I love that he was Mr. Irrelevant. Ah, so fun. Ryan Suckup, South Carolina guy, was another Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, maybe top three Gamecocks of all time for me. Ooh, yeah. Trey would love that. So back to the game. The Niners front four on defense. I just want to talk about them for a second because I am very disappointed with the way they played. Yeah, they didn't. It, it didn't seem like they were getting any pressure all night long. Mm -mm. Definitely shocked. And the talent that's there. Yeah. They need to be elite. Yeah, I, at the... In the second half, I was like specifically watching them because I felt like they had get, been getting pressure all night, and it just looked sad. Like they weren't doing much at all, which is crazy because they have they do have so much potential there. Right? Yeah. I mean, Chase Young, Nick Bosa. Uh, obviously, Washington fans didn't love Chase Young, his effort, that kind of stuff. He was great on his first couple games here. I'm curious to see all the talents there. I mean, right? The the pieces are there for him to be nasty. And Nick Bosa usually is nasty. Um, this game, it he didn't do much. I don't know what was going on there. Who did do a lot? Dre Greenlaw. 
hits two picks. I mean, the man was determined to get a pick six. That was cracking me up. Both times, everyone's just yelling, get down. Oh my gosh. And then afterwards, I don't know if you saw the press conference, but they were like, did you hear him yell, get down? He's like, yeah. But it's really Fred's fault. Fred said I was going to get a pick six. So I was trying to get my pick six. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. Fantasy season's over, I though, bro. We don't need those points anymore. Yeah, I still love it, but that was kind of I mean, wild. he was holding the ball like out here, juking. And you drop that ball and the game's not over anymore. <laughs> like, I know. Or, or the first one, he kept flipping field back and forth. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-oh, just go down, my The guy. first one wasn't as, as crucial. The second one, dude, the game is over if you get down. Mm-hmm. And I really thought he was going to fumble there. Glad he didn't. For your sake. Yeah. For your sake. Thank you. Thank you. Last couple thoughts I have. I'll just go like fast through them. Mm-hmm. That third and 15 when there was the PI call, that just... I was so nervous at that point. I was yelling at the TV. Caitlin was like, you need, do you need to like go for a walk, do something? <laughs> yeah, you texted me about that one. That's tough. Not what you want there. Not what you want. It seemed like every other team was getting away with pass interferences all weekend except for the Niners. We're not going to go into that. Uh, the one that I will go into, though, was that had to have been the biggest flop ever on the personal foul on Trent Williams where he just like pushes his shoulder. The man goes... Bro, have you seen how tough Trent Williams is, though? If he pushed you like that, you'd probably do the same thing. Yeah, but, I mean, he flails his arms while he's flying. I don't know, man. They, they literally had a guy, but that, that all game, they were doing a great job of letting things play out. They literally had a guy fighting on the bench after they got blocked out of bounds. Yeah, it was a heated game, and that that's not the one to call. <laughs> and he shoves them. him, and, and Trent Williams just lightly for him. Obviously, it's not lightly because he's a beast. Right. But he's like, taps him on the shoulder. And then that's the P or personal foul. Hundreds of pounds of force behind that. Love Trent Williams, though. Yeah, he's a beast. CMC's a beast. That's oh, another yeah. thought. I didn't love the play calling before half. Don't really want to talk about it, though. It was Shanahan trying to like work the clock, go to the field goal. Right. Um, glad it didn't come down to a moody field goal at the end. Feel bad for Carlson, but glad it wasn't moody. Right. I agree. Two rookie kickers. Moody drafted fourth round. We know how I feel about that. How do you feel about that? Don't love it. It's too high for a kicker. Sorry, Trey. Yo, Trey is a great name for a kicker, by the way. Ooh. Three, Trey. Three, Trey. Phil Gold, the third. Three, the third. Dude, you're brilliant. I hope he I hope he appreciates that. I hope he's thought about that before. This is for you, Trey. I'm going to clip it and send it to him. Trey, you're the unsung hero of this episode. Since we don't have Iceman on this one. I love that. Look at that. We're wow. not taking a break from Iceman. We're not. He's episode. here in our hearts. Um, but anyway, there's some more random. Jawan Jennings, I thought, played well. All in all. Super pumped to break the Shanahan curse. Pumped to step up when it matters most. Excited to play the Lions. That's a super intriguing game. We'll get into it next episode. Make sure you're listening. And then the last game, or the first game, was the Ravens and Texans. Mm. Ravens defense is so Man. good. That's that's my thing from this game. They are. And I think that's why both of us picked the Ravens in this game. Yeah. I, I really, at the beginning of the game, it looked like it was going to be close throughout. Um CJ Stroud was playing pretty well at first, and then when the Ravens' defense kicked it up, it was just game over. The one thing to keep in mind, though, the Texans' only touchdown was on a punt return. They didn't score any offensive touchdowns. They scored a field goal, which yeah. is... CJ Stroud did not play bad either. He didn't throw any interceptions. No. Almost did. They had the tip that Kyle Hamish, Hamilton should have caught. But besides that one, and that's on a tip, he played pretty well. They're just Their defense is great. Love seeing Jadavian have a resurgence there. Yeah, Jadavion, so happy for him. Uh playing really well right now and it was against the team that drafted him uh which is which yeah. is interesting they were getting pressure on stroud all night long man 
They couldn't run the ball. They were getting pressure on Stroud. The defense just looked elite. Did seem like Jadavion, the one thing we've questioned with him at time is, is his effort. <laughs> it seemed like he had a little something, a little fire against the Texans, which I love. The last game, he looked like that too. It looks like, uh, not last game, they didn't play last week, but the last couple games of the regular season, he mm-hmm. looked like he was playing with some fire as well. It looks like he's having fun. I saw a video that the Ravens posted of players like dancing into the tunnel after the game, and Jadavion was on there the longest. He was just cutting it up. Like, looks like he's having fun again. I love that. I feel like the, the Ravens are a great fit for him. Speaking of dancing, though, what do we think about Harbaugh? <laughs> The video of him dancing in the locker room. I love it. It's fun. Not the dance moves. Yeah. It kind of gave me uh, Dabo Sweeney vibes dancing in the locker room. Oh, I hate it now. (laughs) I hate it. Yeah, which is a little little bit cringe, but hey, man, you win the game, you go have some fun. No, dude, the dance moves were 100% cringe. There's no question about that. I just love the energy behind it. Yeah, it was good energy. It is funny, though, that if Dabo was doing the same thing, we'd be roasting (laughs) him. Oh, for sure. We're biased. We admit it, though. Uh, we're, That's the we're difference. We're certainly biased. Um, but yeah, you win. Go go do your thing, man. That was something. And then, obviously, we got to talk about it. Lamar clearly put the talk of playoff Lamar and his struggles to rest in this game. Four total TDs, 152 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, 11 carries, 100 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. And he had a halftime speech that apparently he just talked the whole half, motivated the guys. Let's go. I want that to get leaked. I got to hear that. Lamar is the man. How do you stop him? What do you do? You blitz him, he runs. You drop back in coverage, he also can run. You have to, I mean, somehow tackle him if you get your hands on him, which is obviously way, way, way easier said than done. But that's how he kills you is he gets out of three tackles. Even with, I saw this game, the the few times the Texans got him, it was still like the third guy that touched him that got him. Yeah, man, he's he's ridiculous. Is he... uh? You got him or Michael Vick? Honestly, I don't think he's going to start dogfighting, so it might got to be him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lamar seems like a good dude. I, I think I'm even without that, I, I might pick Lamar over Michael Vick, man. I think he, he may be a better passer. I have like reverse recency bias sometimes, and so I assume because it's more recent, it's not going to be as I good do the same as thing. the older one. Yeah, And uh, that makes it hard with Michael Vick. But I actually do think... I mean, I, I'm, I'd probably go Lamar. I think real life I'm taking Lamar, but if it's on Madden, 100% Michael Vick. Untouchable. Oh, because he's a cheat code. Yeah. He's a cheat code. Um, this wasn't about the game, though, but I saw Terrell Suggs was on K. Adam's show, and he was talking about when you wore the Bane mask coming out the tunnel, mm-hmm. and this just got me so mad. So he did it against the Steelers, and then he was talking about how the NFL fined him for it and then used it in all their promo material. He said it was like somewhere in the tens of thousands. And uh, same thing with Tyreek's flip. They they ban the guy, take the sideline pass, they find him, and they use him for everything. That infuriates me about the NFL. That's so ridiculous, especially the kid that they banned from the NFL. Yeah, what he he didn't like plan that. Like Tyreek just came and took his phone, his camera. Well, honestly, I think they might have planned it. I th- right. I think it was planned. Even if but, he did but, plan it, who cares? But yes, exactly. No, that's my point. Is that they they plastered that video. The video on that guy's phone, they plastered everywhere, and then they have the audacity to ban him and fine him. It should, I feel like there needs to be a rule that if you're going to find someone for an action, you cannot use that video for anything from your side. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's like the, the cops principle of it. raiding somebody's house, taking their drugs, and then selling the drugs. Yes, it's literally the same thing. Yeah. One's 
frowned upon, except for in TV shows. And then the other one, it's just Goodell and his, ah, don't get me You can't have Goodell. this, That's but not we the can. Because we're the NFL. We're in charge. We love that. Oh, man. Their fines are crazy, too. Same with the, the penalties. You get fined for m- most every penalty in the NFL. Also, we're talking about how the bad the refs are. So you're just handing out $30,000 fines for roughing the passer that was a bogus call. Like, that's ridiculous. I'm not even... It's not even a conversation of how much these guys make the players because the billionaire's owners have more money. It's just the principle of this. You're already getting a penalty on the field and then you have to pay money. Like that doesn't make any sense. And then um, just the fact that you can even not commit a penalty and they can be reviewing some tape and just decide, oh, I don't really like how you did this on this play. And then they can still find you. I've seen that happen a couple of times. It's crazy. Dude, it's wild. All right. Well, should we do it? Should we just jump into the draft now? Yeah, let's jump into the draft. Let's do it. All right. So this one is going to be a dream defense with current players. And I get the first pick of this draft. So number one, a unanimous all pro. What will be the heartbeat of my defense? Give me Fred Warner. How did I know you were going Fred Warner, number one? You couldn't let me hurt you twice. Also, the gap between him and other linebackers is fairly large. Yeah. Sad he's not going to be on my team. Right. But I can... I'm nervous about the, your next... I can do without him. You're nervous about my I'm next? I'm nervous about the next two. You think I'm going to take somebody? I don't know. Hurt me. Mm. Number one overall. I'm a big... Uh, I think having a good cornerback is super important for your team. I'm going lockdown, Sauce Gardner. That, I knew you had to get him. That was the one. That was the one you wanted? Yeah. Yes. Let's go. Yeah, gotta have gotta have a lockdown cornerback on my team, and I think he's far and away the best in the league at the moment. So I was torn between doing Sauce and Fred Warner first. Yeah, it's, it's two different style defenses. I'm a linebacker. I'm biased. Mm-hmm. I was going towards Fred, but yeah, he had to go next. I think if you can take the best receiver on a team away, uh, that might be the the biggest thing you can take away from a player or from a team for sure. And especially, I got Tyree Kill on the other side, so you got Sauce locking him down. I get it. Yeah, that's what I'm picking there. Uh, number two for me, got to put pressure on the quarterback. I'm going to take Miles Garrett, number two. Got to put pressure on the quarterback. I knew you were going to get those two guys. Did you? Those, obviously, that's who I wanted. Yeah. Sorry, man. You get two more, though. You could hurt me here. I do get two more. Miles Garrett, as long as I can keep him from swinging helmets at people. We'll be good. Oh, I, unless it's Mason Rudolph, he deserves it. Ah, that's uh, a Rock Hill man. Leave him alone. I feel like I should go an edge first, but I'm not. I'm going to go Aaron Donald. Give me Aaron Donald up the middle. And then third, I'm going to go Jalen Ramsey. Mm. I feel like this wasn't, the se- this wasn't necessarily the season for him, but I mean, he's still a lockdown corner. I st- I, best overall still. Golly, I did not think you were gonna take Jalen, man. <laughs> Do you, is that who you, you thought you were getting him and Sauce? Oh yeah, I did. Dude, I can't give you Sauce and Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, you couldn't have. That would have been a huge mistake. And you knew <laughs> that's where I was mistake. going next. I think that's probably why, I knew that. that's probably why you picked him. All right, so you got Aaron Donald. Ah, that's a good pick, man. Tough, tough, tough. But that's okay. All right. Would I'm, you have gone Aaron Donald? Mm. We only get one DT, right? Yeah. I was between him and another, so that one doesn't hurt me that much. Okay. I was too. You'll have to wait and see that one. Uh, 
I'm going to go ahead and pick a safety since that's the mm-hmm. only other one that we only have one position at. I'm going Minka Fitzpatrick. Give me Minka. Ooh. I like Minka. I think I need a linebacker now. Give me Roquan Smith. That's who I want as my as my linebacker. Ah, yeah, I love him. I almost picked him. But I was like, ah, I don't know if there's enough of a gap between him and the other guys to, to pick him yet. But I think oh. there's enough for me right now. Oh, man, this is tough. Pick four. This might be a surprising pick, but give me Max Crosby. The man doesn't miss a snap. Hard, just all out stud, works harder than anyone else in the league. Dude, he's relentless, and I want him chasing after my quarterback or your quarterback. That was my other end that I really wanted, and I didn't think you were going to reach for him. He's the guy I want to have on my team. I'll be most upset if he's not. Right. Plus, he follows the pod on Instagram, yeah. which is pretty Definitely cool. not saying it's a reach, especially if you're listening to this, Max. But <laughs> I, I <laughs> wanted him, but I just didn't think you were going to draft him there. Yeah. Give me Max Crosby because he's just a total stud. He's going to be playing every down. It's going to be the hardest worker on the team. And then, oh, I'm going to go another cornerback now. There's actually a few options, so this is a little bit crazy. But I think I got to go Jair Alexander. I think I do. Yeah. I think I gotta go him. I think I gotta go him. Yeah, I think I got well, him. You successfully picked my next two picks, so yeah, let's I'm go. I'm gonna have to take a second to regroup. I love that. I still think I'm winning this draft, by the way. But um, you do? Yeah, I think I'm gonna win this draft. I feel good about it. Do you feel as confident as you did last time? No, I mean the last time there wasn't much of a conversation. I think I think I had that. I don't one. know. There are a lot of people like mine. Mine's way better passing, but your triple the triple option you would have been running is unreal. Those people can have their opinions, I guess. All right. Got Sauce Gardner on one side. I think I need another lockdown corner here. Um I I think I gotta go Legere Sneed. He locked down That's- everybody he faced this year. Uh, I know he's not like your typical big name cornerback. Watching play against Tyreek, he is the only person I've seen all year keep up with Tyreek. Um, I think he has huge potential to be on the opposite side of Sauce Gardner. You put Sauce on number one, Snead on number two. I don't think you're getting too many too many air yards there. All right, so we got Sauce, Snead, Fitzpatrick, Rokon Smith, Smith at linebacker, Miles Garrett at the end. I'm pretty close between two others on the end here, but I think I gotta go T.J. Watt. I'm going TJ Watt. I think he's got a little bit more of a motor than Nick Bosa. I think Nick Bosa may be a better physical specimen, but I think TJ Watt tries a little bit harder. That's what that's where I'm going with TJ Watt. So you got Max Crosby with the motor. I'm taking TJ Watt. That's not a bad pick. I'm gonna go another linebacker here. I'm torn between two, like you were in the last one. I'm gonna go Demario Davis, though. All right. Like it. I feel like him and Fred Warner. Yeah, it's a good pick. I'm going to go Micah Parsons on the edge. All right, might be a sneaky pick. I'm not sure if you had this one on here, but I think dude is a beast. I'm going Levante David uh, for my other linebacker there. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have him on yours? I had thought about him. I actually would have. I really like CJ Mosley. That's who I was going to go. I was between. Yeah, that's fair. I'd, I'm happy with Levante David. Um, He played really well this last game. He had 12 tackles against the Lions. 
Dude's a beast. Um, yeah, taking him there. My last one, defensive tackle, got to go Chris Jones. He showed up this game too. Um, I think he's pretty comparable to Aaron Donald. I think you couldn't go wrong with either one of those guys in the middle there stopping up the run, rushing the quarterback. Yeah, so then safety, I'm going to go Derwin James. There's a few really good safeties. I like Kyle Hamilton. Antoine Winfield's been crushing it, but I'm going to go Derwin James. That's a good safe pick. Safety pick, rather. Mm. Ooh, safety pick. I think this one's pretty right. close, man. Dude, I think we got some good defenses. We got some good off. Our offenses were very different. Our defenses are pretty similar. Pretty similar, I'd say. Hmm. I'm trying to think of who I All think right, well, wins this. Obviously, I think you're. Dude, I like me. I think. I think my offense or my defense is set up better to stop the run. And the pass. Actually, I think I just have the better defense. Uh, that's Of course you think that. I mean, I think Fred Warner is just by far the best linebacker. He's going to be stuffing the run. I don't have as big of a D-line. That's the thing. Like Aaron Donald's a little bit on the smaller side, but he's a freak athlete. Yeah, you give me Chris Jones, Miles Garrett, and TJ Watt, I think my, my D-line's pretty dangerous there. And then you got Sauce Gardner and Sneed. I'm putting pressure on the quarterback and locking down the receiver so actually I, initially i thought you might have a chance but i think i win this one too nah dude here's here's what it is our defense our d lines d line goes to you barely max crosby's a stud though it's bringing the heart yeah then linebackers go to me linebackers go to you i agree then i would say safety's a toss-up fair and i would say honestly I would say corners are a toss I think up corners too. are a Jaylen toss Ramsey, up too, actually. <laughs> so really, it's just like D-line versus linebackers is the difference. Mm, yeah. Man, are you more of a... I think you're more of a linebacker guy, so... I am. I think you got your team. Yeah, so as a coach, I'm going linebacker-wise. Yeah. I'd take my team on this one. Last last draft, I would have easily taken yours instead of mine. Mm. <laughs> this one, I like mine. You do have the better linebacker group, I'll say. I still but like my team. Anyway, I still, I think I think Sauce is like a little bit better than than Jalen Ramsey. So that's why I'm putting him ahead this season. Definitely. Let's see but, what you know. Anyway, let's see what the people say. Social media will will weigh in. Tell us how stupid we all are because we didn't pick your favorite player. It, it, tell us how stupid we are. Last week was really fun reading the comments. Comment on it. Let us know what you think. And then we will be back later this week giving a preview and predictions going into the AFC and the NFC Championship. Until then, keep it easy. Like, subscribe, share. Peace. Peace. Catch you then.